There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The volume. You gotta listen to it. It's funny. I love it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside the Garage podcast with Kyle Hamilton along with KJ Wallace, Connor Radigan, and Cam Hart. Uh, we got a big, big announcement that ITG merch is available right now. Yeah. You can find the merch at volume.com. I personally want to shout out KJ Wallace for his hard work and efforts that he's put into this merchandise mm-hmm. that has been released. Thank you, KJ. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We have, we have more designs on the way. We're not, we're not, we're not a hundred percent. We have more designs on the way. If you really but, want to shout out somebody, shout out Zoe Case. Yeah. So we got sweatshirts and stuff right now that's in the store and um, got some more ideas dropping soon, like KJ says. So. Keep our eye out for that and uh, support the boys and get yourself some fire merch. Also, let us know what your favorite item is. First off, we kind of talked about it last podcast, but Tom Brady officially retired today. He uh, put out a statement, a long statement, just thanking everybody. Connor actually brought up that. I didn't realize he didn't shout out the Patriots at all. So I don't know if that's a little awkward between them. And the picture that he posted on Instagram of him, like, you guys saw it was like pointing. Like in the Bucks jersey, he's pointing like to his left. Yeah. That's in the mm-hmm. Patriots Stadium when they beat them. <laughs> like of all the pictures he could have chosen, oh, he chose well. one of yeah. I just saw it earlier before this. And I'm like, he's got, I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting, though, because yeah. I, I feel like if I mean Tom Brady's obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I feel like he's gonna go down as a Patriot in the Hall of Fame. That's what I was so thinking too. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. he they drafted him? He had what, 20 years with them. Did he not have a Goodbye statement. You know, so he, yeah, he did though. Like when he left the Patriots, he did release a long statement about them. Okay, but well, I mean, I still like in his retirement know, speeches. It seems like kind of shady, not to. That's the go. I'm gonna say it's an innocent mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Right, I'm gonna say. Think about it. He's like, I already, I already gave it. the, already gave New England a goodbye, a goodbye speech. Already gave him a little. You know what I'm did they have beef when he left? It was like, was it just him and Coach Belichick, or was it him and the like actual franchise? I saw. I was sure because <laughs> Robert Robert Kraft put out like a, mm-hmm. a long statement, like thank you, and like very something very heartfelt. So I mean, I guess they have a relationship, good relationship, but I don't know. I mean, obviously Belichick doesn't have social media, but got <laughs> like Belichick. I mean, you know Belichick. He's not like the most lovable teddy bear type dude. You know, <laughs> definitely not. It's kind of like uh, obviously very smaller scale, but like. If BK was the coach two years at LSU and then retire and not say anything, 
Right. That's very similar. That is very yeah. true. That's a good, very similar. A good that is a good point. Right there. That's really a great point. Uh, now, now, like, yeah, right? now I'm like, Brady should have said something. You should have at least yeah. acknowledged him because that's going to be a team that he goes down in the Hall of Fame. So, I don't know. He that's, had three Hall of Fame careers, which is nuts. I saw a graphic. It like split up his career into three different segments. And each of his stats, it was like, Better than like Roger Staubach, better than Peyton Manning. Yeah. And it was like better. And I was like, holy. Oh, can bro. we talk about the yeah. graphics? I don't know if it's just y'all, but from this stuff, I've been like the statistics I've been seeing around, it just, it seemed fake. Yeah. One stat said he spent 49% of his life in the NFL. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. 49% I mean, that's, I mean, of his that, life in the league. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's like, yeah, that's wild. That is crazy. That's wild. That is that's that's so crazy, bro. Crazy. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to conceptualize this way. Bro, 49. 45. He's 45. Oh, he might be 44. I'm sorry. He might be 44. No, that'd be 44. 50 because he had 22. So, yeah. 22. 45. Sheesh. All right. That makes sense. Isn't that crazy? Bro, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to do next. Like, this, is Tom Brady, like, into anything else? Like, uh, golf? Like, he's big in, like, social media stuff. Mm. Like, he puts out, like, memes, like, funny stuff like that. Like, he, the video of him and Gronk, like, walking to, <laughs> on the tarmac, walking to the PJ, yeah. going back, like, after a dub. Yeah. Like stuff like that. He's got so TB12. He's a good media team. He's yeah. got to become the new Colin. It said in his uh, in the letter, like last page, is like he wants to pursue what KJ said, like the TB12 stuff. And he had two other companies. Oh, yeah. I think he has like a clothing line. Yeah. Like it's like mm-hmm. Lulu-ish. Yeah. They sell recovery pajamas. Pretty nice. Dang. That's smart. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They gave them to our team the year before we got there. Yeah. Yeah. TV 12 plug. Mm. Get your pajamas. Damn. <laughs> Bro, we need to, I need to see a Tony Romo, Tom Brady commentated game. Uh, it might be the most Jeez. I need to see that before they, I die. They would call every Romo single play. Killing it. Every play work, bro. Imagine them as coordinators, bro. Yeah, that's, that's like Philip Rivers coaching his high school team, them blowing out everyone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blow everybody else. That's unfair. <laughs> I thought they were losing, though. Somebody told me that they were losing. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe just one game. Honestly, I feel like being in those shoes, like being Philip Rivers, like if you don't blow every team out, everybody's looking at you like, what the, you know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of quarterback really were you? <laughs> Realistically, bro. I have a question for y'all. You spend 49% of your life or half your life playing football, playing in the NFL. What do you do now to like still fulfill yourself and get that gratification that you've gotten for over half your life or half of your life? How do you not like fall into a depression yeah. or something like that? You know what I mean? I feel like in his shoes, that's probably inevitable. Like that's going to happen at some point. Cause he's been on the highest of highs ever anybody, that anybody could, could want to breach in, in the sport. And everyone always says, you know, give to the next generation. I feel like that's all you can do in his situation, give to the next generation. But, like, also I feel like retiring in his shoes is probably a little different than retiring in someone else's shoes because he's been in it for so long and he's had the choice to be in it for so long. Like, a lot of people, the NFL gets taken from them. Like, for him, mm. he just is like, all right, I'm done. Probably doesn't have that desire to reach that kind of gratification anymore. For anymore. Yeah. yeah. There's no easy answer to that question. Like you do something for half your life, whether that's a sport, you could say you could relate that to like kind of like a relationship, like a spouse or something. Let's say that ends, right? And like you spent every day doing this, like over and over and over again. And I don't know if there's gonna be an easy, quick solution to that. I mean, nothing he does will be, I don't know, as physically demanding as football 
right? So whether he likes that or not, yeah, I don't think he'll find the same amount of physical. What? Like, Yo, what if Brady joined the Navy, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you become a SEAL? Somebody needs to investigate Yeah, somebody needs to. He's an alien. He's not a real person. I don't know, football stuff. Nah, it I feel just, you it demands so much yeah. from you. Like, you can't really, there's nothing to substitute that in with. I feel like he would, like, still be around the game somehow. Like, I've thought about, like, when, whenever I'm done playing football, hopefully it's a long way down the line. Like, I would, like, work a regular job and then be, like, a coach at, like, a high school or something like that. Like, a DC or at a high school. Because, like, at that point, it's, like, it's, like, something you love. It's, like, a something you're addicted to for this part of your life. And, like, you still are. You, you still are. You still love it. But like you, it's taken away from you or you just walk away from the game when you're like ready to. But he still has to like get that fixed somehow. I feel mm. like like I can't see Tom Brady like sitting on the couch on Sundays yeah, like, watching a game. He's like screaming at the TV like, oh, you should have checked. Like, blah, blah, blah. like <laughs> I feel like he still has to be around it somehow, but he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be he'll fine. Figure it out. He should come coach Notre Dame. Good pull up. It's kind of interesting. I, I just read a tweet and he was talking about how it's so frowned upon for college athletes or college players to get into the coaching world by current coaches or present coaches who haven't played college football. It's, they don't like that, apparently. So you're saying current coaches don't like when college players try to coach? No, try to like transitioning into coaching. coaching. Really? Because yeah. it's like you're skipping a bunch of steps type deal? Yeah, apparently. Like they're jealous almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how accepting that would be for someone like Tom Brady, obviously. Uh, accept that, but I can see the hate. I can yeah. see the hate on that. I mean, yeah. how could you? Because like, I mean... Go ahead, Kyle. No, you go ahead. I'm saying like somebody. I was just saying like. go. go. I was just saying like. All right, all right. But no, I mean they would be like technically the most qualified, right? Yeah. Like when you play the game, like you know how um, JJ Reddick is on first take yeah. now, mm-hmm. like with Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. If there's a job opening, you have to pick between Max Kellerman, no no disrespect, Max Kellerman and J.J. Redick, like, who's played years in the NBA. Like, obviously, you're going to go with the guy who knows more and has been yeah. through it. But, like, no discredit to the media people who worked really hard. It's, like, the same thing with coaches, but, like, just knowledge that comes with it. But apparently, that's frowned upon. Apparently, that's not what's going on. And I think it's it goes into, like, coaches are choosing their networking oh, over, yeah. like, real resumes, expanding yeah. their at work, which is kind of weird. And this is a great segue into our next topic, which is Brian Flores today announced that he uh, is going to file a lawsuit against the NFL and against multiple teams just talking about how there's like racial prejudice involved in the coaching process in the NFL. I think there's only one black head coach right now out of 32 teams. And Dolphins owner incentivizes him to tank on purpose and like lose games on purpose, allegedly offering Flores a hundred thousand dollars for every loss. And like mm. as a competitor, like all of us, like we would hate to hear that. And like people on the team are playing to win games and playing to provide for their family and stuff like that. Right. And obviously you play the sport to win, you don't play the sport to draft the next kid coming up but and there's like a lot more stuff to it it's like really i don't know because it just kind of shows you how much you don't know about like businesses and nfl teams and how the owner coach gm relationship is like you you don't know like in another part of the article he was saying that he had flores meet him on a yacht told him before that he wanted to draft a prominent quarterback in a different conversation he's like well i don't know we'll see i don't know if that's the path i want to go and then while they're on the yacht the prominent quarterback in question shows up unannounced right so there's and there's more more to that story but it's just i hope that it kind of like what he wants to come to fruition does with the suit 
I don't know. It's kind of starting to see like because all these players like they're playing for nothing. You know, mm. like imagine imagine seeing yeah. like, you played for nothing all year. With the tanking situation, was it they wanted to tank to get a pick, or they want Flores out of there? I don't know. See, that's the way it sounds like it is that they wanted him to get out of there. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because I was reading like his announcement or whatever, and he's basically saying that um, he needs support essentially because one, he's a minority in NFL and a minority in this world essentially, and that if he doesn't get the support that he's expecting, then essentially he's out of a job and yeah. he won't be able to yeah. coach anywhere. So yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me of like politics in a sense. Like, oh yeah, just like how governments or campaigns. We were actually talking about this in class the other day, KJ. But like uh -huh. just how campaigns are very fraudulent about what they do and undermine and like hide a lot of things that they do on an everyday basis. Like you said, like is it for tanking or is it to fire floors? It might have been like two birds one stone type yeah. thing because they would have a reason to fire him. But like it kind of reminds me, and I don't know, this might be a little, a little looking too deep into it, but like, like 1984, how it's like you just fall in line and do what you need to do, don't poke the bear type thing. And like when you do, like I saw somebody compare him today to Kaepernick, and he's like, he's kind of a uh -huh. martyr because I mean, it's going to be hard for him at this point to get a job. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I hope not, but, but I mean, he's, he's doing the right thing, I would think, but it's like, it sucks because like doing the right thing will ultimately hurt you in the process but like you have to shine a light on some bad stuff that's going on so i respect it but it just uh, sucks the way it has to be handled i have total yeah. respect for him because i mean we all know the dolphins started winning at a, at a certain mm -hmm. point in the season my my dad i hear it all the time because he's a dolphins fan so <laughs> they started winning they, they started winning at a certain point in the season and and now that you say that talking about the gm was incentivizing him to lose like that makes it that makes it even more respect towards him you know what i'm saying like yeah Owners telling them, like, yeah. lose. It's kind of like F you every week they right. win. Like, yeah. It's not about the money. It's yeah. about the sport. It's about, the, it's yeah. about, I love these guys in the locker room. Like, this is my team. Regardless of what you're trying, your agenda is and what you're trying to get done, I was brought here to do a job. And, like, I feel like I have just a lot of respect for him for continuing to do that. And even, I mean, just kind of being out and open about this whole thing in the first place. Like, I seen uh, on Twitter, it was, like, messages between, like, him and Bill Belichick on accident. Mm -hmm. You see yeah. those? Yep. You know what he so he was trying to text, what's the other coach? Like the guy who's now the Giants head coach. The Bills the Bills OC. Right. The weird part about that, so Flores had a scheduled interview with the Giants. And so he gets this text from Belichick before the interview. Goes to the interview anyway with the Giants. Turns out they already hired him before the interview. So he was like, that was like a completely bull crap interview that I just conducted. And I actually saw something on the NFL Network. They were like, they literally interview black OCs, DCs, the position coaches are rare for jobs just to like save Number, face type yeah. thing without ever the, the intention of hiring him. I don't know. It just feels weird because like there's no way Eric Bieniemy should not be head coach in NFL right now. Right. Like, he's the OC of one of the most high powered offenses in NFL history and no discredit to everybody that has gone a job but like he should be at least a head coach somewhere even if not on the college level like somewhere instead of like OC and he's still doing a great job but like I don't know. Like Harbaugh's getting a shot and no disrespect to Harbaugh, but it's like, I don't know. This feels like some people kind of skip rungs on the ladder to get there sometimes. At the end of the day, like NFL is a business. This happens in the corporate world all the time. Like this is really, it's very prevalent yeah. in the corporate <laughs> world. And like, it's surprising to see it all unfold, but it's not, it's not a surprising thing. So, yeah. I think it's super interesting too, because he, he was successful with the okay roster. You know, they did like they and they still fired him. They overstepped completely. And now, thankfully, it's coming to the public, you know.
it definitely makes more sense now why they fired him. Yeah. But we just become numb to stuff like that until something like this happens. And we're like, oh, yeah, like this has been going on for a minute. Mm. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, yeah, I touched on it a little bit, but Jim Harbaugh is being interviewed by the Vikings. What do you guys think of that? I don't know. I like Harbaugh. Got a lot of backlash from the, from his fans and then a lot of people, I don't, which I don't know why. And then on the flip side, I feel like this is kind of bittersweet for Alston because this is his first year there. Mm. His first year part of staff, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know what type of uh, relationship he had with Harbaugh. But. Like you said, I feel like Harbaugh, I mean, he's a good coach. I just feel like it's always interesting to see how these really good college football coaches go and translate in the league. Like you see how Urban Meyer... Nick Saban even, like the greatest college football coach ever. He went to the Dolphins and they didn't have a good year at all. Mm. I kind of want to figure out why they do that, why they're so good in college and then they go to the league and it's just like, it's just not the same. I feel, I've got this sense like, and he has, he has to do what he wants to do like for his family. If he thinks the NFL is a better opportunity for him, then go, so be it. But um, I've kind of got the feeling that's like, I got to beat Ohio State and then I can go. Yeah. 
he has to check that box off before he leaves. Oh. And I feel like after he beat them this year, they went to the playoff. They had a great season. And, I mean, justifiably, he had a great season and should be qualified for other jobs. I just think it's interesting. Kind of what KJ said, how, like, college translates to the NFL. Like, look at Cliff Kingsbury, right? I don't think he was above 500 for most of his co- collegiate career as head coach, right? Because the Cardinals is successful there. Then you have a really successful head coach in college, like Saban or or Meyer, and they go and they, they don't do well. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the correlation is, to be honest. Everyone wants to go for a young offensive, like McVay, Kingsbury, you know, like LaFleur, right? They want yeah. all those guys. So I don't know if, if Harbaugh would, would be the, the guy. One reason, and this can be a good transition to our next topic, just talking about Caleb Williams transferring to USC. One reason I could see, and I feel like I know like a lot of why a lot of college coaches want to leave for the NFL is because like all the recruiting and with transfer portal now, it's like it's just like you're pretty much becoming a GM. Beyond them, bro. Yeah. Well, I say this and then I thought I knew who Coach Kelly was. And Coach Kelly's killing the transfer portal right now. He's has like number one or number yeah. two transfer portal class in the country. So I based on what Coach Kelly I knew that was here, <laughs> I I would think like, oh, Transfer reporters beyond his style of recruiting or style of play and this time third. But even with the NFL colleges, it's becoming this new era where it's either you with it or you aren't. And it's not, I mean, it's going to change. I think with the transfer portal, I mean, a lot of these kids are getting better opportunities. It is kind of like a free agency, but it's, it benefits a lot of people. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So I think coaches are going to have to adapt or leave. And there's a lot of coaches that won't even be able to adapt. Obviously, I'm in the transfer portal right now. So it's me speaking on it. But like, <laughs> but like over time, I feel like um, the top guys, like, you know what I'm saying? Like Caleb Williams, obviously. Like, uh, uh, what's his name from SC? Uh, Dart, the quarterback. The top guys, like those kind of moves, I feel like that's where you where you see like the inequality in in college football because they're only going to go to the schools that have enough resources to provide them for what they want. That's where you're going to see the real inequalities. But like lower guys, mid-major guys, like people like me just trying to go to a different opportunity, we can miss out because schools are either A, worried, too worried about those moves, or B, the schools that we're going to aren't getting those kind of players. And then then programs are just left high and dry mm-hmm. like year after year because like they can be good one year, and the next year they're not going to be that good. So it's just like, I can definitely see what you're saying as far as like how it's free agency, especially with the top guys. Yeah. Just like, like as a coach, the team you inherit isn't, is like, could be nowhere near the team you play with that upcoming fall. Lincoln Riley, like he went to USC, but the USC roster is completely different, right? Yeah. Like he's going to USC, but he's not coaching the USC football team of last year, which in the past, if you went somewhere, you're coaching that exact same team. You know, mm. as a coach, you do have to care about where you're going, but now you're going to the team that can just pay. The most for transfer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to USC and get eight transfers that I want. Yeah. I love Coach Kelly. I have no vendetta against him, and I love what he's been able to do for me here. But in reality, like I have friends on the LSU team, and I've been talking to him here and there about this, like how things are going. And I was thinking about this, like it's kind of like a slap in the face to the players that's there. Like Coach Kelly goes there, is one of his main reasons why he's going there is because he wants to get better recruits, get better facilities, get more money, which he got. And now he has the best recruiting class in the country. Because, I mean, no matter he's making a fool out of himself on Twitter or not, he knows what he's doing. And he's sure. paying off. Yeah, that's for sure. But for the people who's been at LSU for three, four, five, six years, 
they're just like, damn, like I've put my heart and tears out into this university for so many years and then it doesn't even matter at this point. Oh, because the staff gone? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, no. Coach Kelly staff? just, I mean, coaches are just like, okay, we're just going to get the next superstar in transfer portal so he can fit my, what I want or whatever, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of iffy, kind of wishy-washy in my opinion. I think that's just the new era of college like football. A, like at the Tyre Matthew argument is a two-sided argument. He wants you to wait there, right? Yeah, I'm going to wait three, four years. Now my opportunity. But now someone just but came in. But now someone just came in. and this, Yeah, so that's why I'm indifferent about the transfer portal. Shout out to Caleb Williams. I thought he was going to go to Wisconsin because of uh, Coach Ingram and Dean. But yeah, we're going to play him. Get to play him. I think no. Yeah, but Indy, Indy plays a pretty lit schedule next year. We do. I mean, mm-hmm. he has open at Ohio State, Clemson at home, right? Yeah. yeah. At USC, that's going to be a big game, I think. At last game of the year, hopefully it has like playoff implications, stuff like that. BYU in Vegas, yeah. money. It's be a fun year. It's <laughs> gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be I'm a crazy excited, year. Bro. It's just gonna be so live. Well, I kind of wish we were playing in Death Valley. Yeah, that would that would have been so money, bro. <laughs> think, so think money. about that. At Ohio State at Death Valley at USC, all in one year. I know, bro. Ohio, Ohio State. You said I don't. That's Trey Young's dream, bro. That would have been live at home, though. Ohio State at home. It would have been live, but I mean, I've had live home games. I'm trying to, I'm <laughs> trying to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that'd be nice, bro. Nice. Yeah, that'd be lit, and I think that'd be good for the program. I mean, depending on how we do, hopefully we go 12 and 0. But like, we will definitely shut a lot of people up. Yeah, if we do that. Yeah. Sure. And like for Coach for Freeman, sure. Coach Freeman comes out first year, does what he needs to do, and. All that stuff, like it'll answer a lot of questions. Like, for no sure. matter winning, what, winning solves a lot of problems. No matter what we do, we can yeah. beat Alabama every year. Our name's gonna get discredited, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. get discredited no matter what. The hate is crazy, and then yeah. that ended. <laughs> the hate is crazy. The love's even crazier. Bro. So now we're gonna move on to outside the garage. This week's question comes from Luke Scanlon. He asks, "What's the quickest way for QB or coach to lose a locker room?" Uh, we can probably focus on coach. I would say, me personally, quickest way for a coach to lose me, probably, and I don't think I've experienced it to this point, but just, like, carrying yourself in a way that, like, puts you above other people. Like, obviously, you should be respected and players should respect their coaches, but it's kind of like um, a hierarchy type thing. Like, I want to be seen as equal. Respect goes both ways. If you're, like, telling me something, this and that, and not backing up with knowledge, I'll look at you a certain way. But I don't know. I haven't experienced that to this point, but I've definitely had coaches in the past. I'm saying in college, but like in high school that have been like that. You know, like high schools, you have like all these traditions and all this stuff and you do certain rituals with the team before and after games and all this. And, and we just, we had like a new head coach come in and he like changed the rituals and all that. And so everyone like didn't love that. And like, there wasn't super receptive to him. Again, that was like a new coach, but I would just say like if you come in and change like a lot right away without talking to the players about like what they've done the past three years of their career, you're going to lose some people. But there's no give and take relationship, you know, like the things that are pre-established before you got there. I feel like a head coach that just can't get real real respect from the guys is in a general sense. You know how it is when you go into new situations, whether it's a new team, a new uh, coaching staff and new whatever everyone's trying to gain each other's trust and respect if the coach can't gain a team's respect then it's just not really it's hard to really look at him for any type of leadership and they don't have to do anything necessarily wrong y'all just know how it is like some yeah. people just don't 
get the respect that they need to be getting? I say a coach that like strips the fun away from football. I've been in so many situations where every single thing that we do, this high school, this is youth league, every single thing that we do that we do has to be one hundred percent serious, straight face, old school. Like, yeah, that's obviously a part of the game. That's something that we have to do. That's something that has to be done on on game days. But like all year round, we don't doesn't have to be serious to be able to bond with your teammates and have a good time with your teammates that requires you having fun and sometimes laughing and joke around but a coach that strips that away from you and don't allow you to do that sometimes i can't respect that freeman's a perfect example for that he knows when to flip the switch but he knows when it's time to let loosen up a little bit and allow us to have fun and that's what i appreciate the most a guy was talking to me the other day he played college football at a school, I'm not gonna say the school or what position he plays, stuff like that. But he's just telling me a story about how one of his coaches is kind of that exact example you just said, Cam. Like, and there's obviously a lot of coaches out there who are like old school, blue collar. And I think there's a difference between being tough and like being unreasonably careless. And it annoys me because he was just telling me how disposable the coaches looked at the players as. You're looking at them as a chess piece and not as like a a young adult trying to make their way like mm. in the sport that they love and it's like they were doing this one drill where they would literally like hold a pad and just like spear each other um calling it a drill but like it was really like quote-unquote character building and you still do that this one kid like got a con- yeah they're just like spearing each other pretty much and one kid like has a pretty bad concussion he's like wobbling around you can like see it on film and the coach was like stopping soft like this and that like Say you're a freshman in that position, you're trying to get some playing time, you're you're fighting for your life in camp, and like you don't want to, you obviously don't have the the pool or the influence to say, like, coach, this isn't right, like this and that. So like, I don't know, just like taking advantage of people with that. It, it's just uh, it, it, whether it be football or anything else, like it's just that's not cool. That just makes an environment where you don't even want to have an, like a relationship with your coach. And I've been in that situation as well. Yeah. It's like if that's going on, that environment is obviously like alienated and i would say everything urban meyer did at the jacksonville jaguars yeah <laughs> that's the blueprint yeah. <laughs> yeah. do the exact opposite yeah. <laughs> let's do anything other than luke thank you for the question that was a good question so we're about to end the episode there thank you guys again for listening again go cop some of the merch we're gonna mm-hmm. have some more stuff dropping soon but at the volume.com and uh we'll have it in our social medias and all that stuff so thank you all again and we'll appreciate see you on you. thursday appreciate it appreciate it There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.